This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF much. Cedric has been some AO torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the crushing blast, the shrieking attack and the pointy-toed moon boot of the sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside. Soundproof cape here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to another bludge. This is HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Welcome to Magic Round 2022. That's right, I said it. You heard it here first. Magic Round 2022. League lovers, you can feel the buzz right around Australia, as well as, you know, what a great promotion it is for Rugby League, wherever people are gathered, round televisions on their iPods or iPads, or iPods would be interesting, wouldn't it? I don't think you could broadcast on an iPod in the old days, but you can with Magic Round. That's why it's called Magic Round. Anyway, it's underway. And can I just point out, Brisbane is Magic Round. I mean, there's a lot of talk already about taking Magic the magic of magic round away from Brisbane. I don't support that at all. People have suggested it go as far as, you know, Auckland, far as Perth, far as, you know, Jakarta and so on. I mean, I'm dead against these things because the people of Brisbane understand the magic of magic round and no one else does. That's a fact. Blindsiders, um, to begin the show, league topics in this week's Eye of the Storm pilot to be filmed before the big one this evening. Uh, it's going to be filmed before the Storm B Panthers clash here at Suncorp. Don't worry if you haven't seen it before. There's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, just obviously a panel show with great topics like the rabbits. Are they the shot ducks of the NRL competition? Some are saying yes. That's whispers I'm hearing around Magic Round. Referees, why can't they be sent off like players? Because some of them deserve to be from my point of view. Some simply need a spell on the pine and a good hard look at themselves. Are there too many big hits in uh, to the head in rugby league in 2022? I mean, that's a challenging question in any year, uh, but we're going to tackle that on Eye of the Storm later today. Can the bunker... And this is, this is, it pains me to say this, but can the bunker find people of character who can block out the chatter and get it right? Howlers everywhere last weekend, none bigger than the missed obvious blind Freddy style knock on in the Eels v Penrith fixture. We need people of character who won't have the head pulled by the crowd noise or the big names complaining or the eskies full of cash left in the uh, boot of the car out in the car park. I mean, that's all, you know, that's the only thing that's needed. Rugby League generally are rugby league supporters and followers and participants are generally people of character, but we need those people of character, some of them at least, to come across and sit in the bunker. Now, incidentally, is a simple send-off enough in the modern era? Last week, we had the spectacle of Cronulla, that's the Sharks, win with 11, well, players on the paddock. I mean, who got the advantage there? Surely a stiffy, stiffer penalty needs to apply for super serious offences. I mean... I mean, where's it going to, we're going to have a team with nine, seven, three, 
You know, that's what's going to happen. One goes out there eventually, and that's all that's needed to win the match. Will the Dolphins, incidentally, be ready? This is a burning issue around Magic Round. Be ready for Will the Dolphins be ready for 2023? Magic Round rumours suggest the only one ready will be Wayne Bennett this time next year. I mean, and people alerted me to this, and I'd forgotten all about this. I'd buried it deep in the recesses of my mind. But people are referring to the, um, you know, the Dolphins as the South Queensland crushes fiasco all over again. Remember that? I, I, I just can't. I mean, it was agony to remember it. The only thing I can remember is a train crashing through polystyrene blocks at uh, the Brisbane Railway Station. That's the only thing I can remember about the Queensland crushes. But it was a fiasco. Uh, That fiasco, uh, well, set, some people say set Rugby League in Brisbane back 27 years. And some say it's never recovered. That's a big call. That a train crashing through polystyrene blocks heralding a new era of rugby league could be the death knell of rugby league in Queensland. Now, special guest joining Cam on the set of some, the day better dump, the futon of football in this live pilot to be recorded, as mentioned, uh, later today here at Magic Round, include Warriors super coach Brown, Parramatta stars Dylan Brown and Nathan Brown. Yes, Bludgers, it's an old fashioned brownout this week on the eye. No news, incidentally, and I know Roy will be outraged by this. No news, incidentally, when Sneezeby at nine will greenlight this league focused ratings winner. It's the show everyone here at Magic Ground wants to see, and it'll rate a lot better than the campaign debates. I'm telling you that for a fact. Sure, the campaign debates were good. They went on at the advertised time and that sort of stuff. You know, two people turned up and yacked away. Not much was gained. But I tell you what, Eye of the Storm will be a lot better than that, a lot more fun. Now, here's a topic that will run and run and run. Should NRL own, that is the National Rugby League, own football fields? As you know, uh, we've been very pro the development of a football, uh, 100,000-seat football stadium with 100 metres of your front door so as all Australians can enjoy what the, enjoy what the people of Parramatta are enjoying or, you know, the people of, say, you know, Central Coast, you know, Grand Park, etc. You know the stories. We've told them here all before. Anyway, but there is a move now to spend a lot of the rugby league's hard-earned money on football fields. Now, can I be provocative here. I'm suggesting that all people who are interested in rugby league, and that's the whole of Australia, I'm declaring that right now, contribute $10 extra in their tax to play for the rugby league to buy football fields. I mean, that would take, lift the impost off the ordinary Australian and put it where it rightly belongs on the federal government. But uh, that's a simple way to generate an enormous amount of money, huge number of taxpayers. Let's say there's 20 million taxpayers, so they put in $10 each week extra. I mean... They won't miss it. They won't miss it. Fact, uh, because let's face it, you can only buy two iceberg lettuces for that. And who wants to buy iceberg lettuces? I don't. Anyway, imagine if the league owned uh, real estate like Blue Bet Stadium, Points Bet Stadium, or the Bet With Your Head Not Over It Park, formerly known as Watsford Oval. I mean, that would be fantastic owning Watsford Oval. Imagine the sense of security the code would have into the future and then... Once you've got the security, imagine its future. Boxing, and on Wednesday night, May 11, the donkey circuit fired up at Nukes, NZ, opened by the Queen in 1973. On the card was the bout everyone wanted to see. The stool, Paul Gallen, in against the carpet, Chris Tervieski on Boxing's Night of Nights. It was terrific. In the war of words as part of the build-up, the stool called the carpet a quitter and walked out you know, highlighting the fact that the other bloke was still there as a quitter. Anyway, the stool then dropped the shorts and ran around the stadium with a copy of Ring magazine ablaze at the back door. It was a perfect promotion over the King of the Castle, and what a stink it was. After losing the opening exchanges, the stool mounted a huge comeback 
in the final rounds, but it wasn't enough. Gal lost the fight on points post-punch-up. The big man wondered what all these hits to the head were doing to his brain. Well, Gal, sadly, most observers now believe every hit adds damage, but it must be a solid melon up there if you're still driving the car. But still, you have to think about the, you know, on the other hand, still, you have to think about the enjoyment you have given to millions of Australians through the past 30 years of bending over and sticking the head, in a, and, uh, the head into a scrum and uh, the bonce out and taking all comers on the DC. That's the donkey circuit. I walked away from the ring thinking, was that sayonara from the stool? I mean, that was uppermost in my mind. I was silent. I thought, what a night. It's been a fabulous night, but now is that the last time we'll see a gal in the big shorts and the, obviously taking the hits to the head. But then out of left field, up out of the crowd staggered Junior Paolo, the Parramatta prop, and he was prepared to call out the stool then and there and say, let's get between the ropes later on in the year when the rugby league season's over. And I thought, you beauty, one more time, one more time. The public will not be denied, I don't think, Paolo v Gallen. I mean, it's it's just magic. The magic that only happened in the squared circle. On the undercard, incidentally, uh, last Wednesday night, the ballet dancing Harry Garside took apart the Tasmanian Band-Aid, Leighton McFerrin winning in the seventh with the TKO. Nikita Zoo, yes, the Zoo legend lives on. Not one person of the Zoo extended family has lost a bout at Newcastle. It's a hell of a record. I think they've been up there about, they've been to that well about 150 times and they've come away with water. It's an incredible record. You know, obviously you have to go back through the generations, but it's all there. And uh, he uh, won in the first, incidentally, just flattening Mason Smith. It was a sadly a mismatch. Uh, Amber Amelia lost in a split, split decision to Sarah Jelinan. But the highlight of, of, of the night for mine was the hamden Girdham bout. Oh, well, won by uh, Hassan Hamden with the unanimous decision. After the hand was hurled into the air, that is, Hassan's hand was hurled into the air, the corners decided they want to be part of the action and got very willing there for a minute or two with a whole heap of uh, people, I think, was trying to stage a, a, you know, Royal Rumble, everybody in the ring and having a swing. Now, racing and the unwanted outsider, Rich Strike, won the Kentucky Derby. Talk about the romance of racing. The conveyance did not know it was running in the caper until it turned up on the track and saw its name up on the board. And then it got busy. Uh, brilliant preparation, obviously the silent preparation, similar to the approach that the great Lithgow champ, Rooting King, uh, well, saw the great Lithgow champ, Rooting King, salutes in some of his biggest wins. Now, international news and the International Bowling Federation has awarded Australia the rights to the World Cup in November. Sunshine Coast and Brisbane, well, no surprises there, are front runners to host the event. And I believe it'll be seen as a trial event for the Brisbane Olympics in 2032. So keep in, I, I don't know what's happened to bowling. A while ago, you know, I mean, maybe 40 years ago, it was all the rage. Everybody did it. They went and got their shoes, their special shoes, and then they bowled and some got a perfect game. I think uh, the well-known television presenter, Baby John Burgess, was in the forefront of bowling for a long time in Australia. Now, of course, it tends to be, uh, you know, younger people having birthday parties and they inter- introduced blacklight bowling where only the ball glowed, all that sort of stuff to try and get people to come. But I think it's fallen by the wayside. But this is great news for bowlers everywhere. And in the AFL, did kangaroo coach David Noble go too far in his post-hooter spray to the team after the 108-point loss to the Brisbane Lions? He has since apologised, but the damage was done. Players were singled out by Noble. They were reduced to rubble and wandered away from Arden Street emotional wrecks. And still with coaches, the giant top man, this is AFL coaches, 
well, this is the murder at work. You can see it, can't you? I mean, the bloodstained putty knife's out and then back into the hip pocket uh, as quickly, well, like greased lightning. Can I coin that? Coin that? Well, you borrow that phrase. Now, the Giants' top man, Leon Cameron, will call it quits after saying, I've done all I can with this bunch of clowns. Tomorrow afternoon when the Giants take on the Blues uh, at uh, Spotlight or that oval out there somewhere in western suburbs that Kevin Sheedy found all those years ago, he'll pack the duffel bag and waddle off into the sunset. Now, Aussie's fired up by the promise of Australia. And the promise of Australia is back. If I heard the bulldozer this morning on the way to work, he was talking all about the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the suddenly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. I mean, talk about stoolage, talk about your election coverage. That's stoolage right there. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. If you've got something already, for God's sake, go to the back of the queue and get in the queue to have another go because that's Australia's way. And if, uh, you know, people vote in a certain direction, that'll continue forever. I'm voting next week, that is. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. That's right, league lovers. Get ready because the voice of hope is only heard on bludging on the blindside and the voice belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. And can I say this again before letting this man off the leash? He does not walk around on eggshells. Others in the community might, but this bloke doesn't. And even though we all know everyone lies in rugby league. Roy, happy rugby league, happy magic ground. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, Sabadine! Yes, thank you very, very much, uh, H.G. Nelson, and happy rugby league to you and your family. And uh, happy rugby league to all genuine, quiet rugby league-loving, decent, hard-working, principled Australians. They know you know who you are. You're a great supporter of Magic Round. Magic Round. Everybody loves Magic Round. And uh, I, I, I really thought the uh, the weather was going to destroy Magic Round. It hasn't. Magic Round is much stronger than the weather. Wouldn't matter how much it rained, it's still going to be Magic Round and it's still going to be magical. What about those Broncos last night? There was a little bit of magic for you. That, that surprised a lot of people, including Des Hasler. Or was it 38 Blot? 38 Blot? Bloody hell. I know. And that was with three Trebojevic's in the team. I know. I know one was injured and the other didn't play very well. At least Jake, Jake put in, but Jake always does put in. Yeah. You know, there's all these big raps about Turbo Tom, Tommy Turbo, Tommy Turbo, Tommy Turbo. What about Jake? Yeah, Jake. Jake! He's you know, not... he's, he's unpretentious. Yeah. You know, he doesn't showboat. No. He just gets out there, does the job. I hate that showboating. If the ball comes to him, he doesn't drop it. He just grabs it and runs. If someone runs at him with the ball, he doesn't. He just tackles him. Yeah, I know. That's Jake. I know. I mean, he embodies all that's great and decent about rugby league. Do you know the rugby my... league values. Yeah. Rugby league values. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to change. You know, he's got that bulldozer stuff going well. You don't hear Jake Trebojevic saying, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I've been a bit of a bit of a bloody, uh, you know, loose cannon. I've been, you know, barging around a bit too much, but I'm going to change. Uh, no. We don't want you to change, Jake. Mm. He's my favourite Trebojevic. He's my favourite by far. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Ben. <laughs> you know, Turbo, Turbo's a bit quiet. Yeah. You know, it's hard to get a bit of a word, hard to get much out of Turbo, but... Jake, I respect enormously. I'm not blaming Jake for the loss last night. I'm blaming the other 12 clowns out who, he was, who he was trying to hold up. Yeah. Make look good. 
anyway. And, and it takes a lot to get you rolled up. I know it? it does. Yeah. I know, especially Magic Round. You know, I mean, you want to be you're, on your you're best prepared behavior. to forgive and forget during Magic forgive Round. Forgive and forget, yeah. You know, it's a new slate. Yeah. Totally new slate. But, no, this just, anyway. Imagine the vomiting going on in the northern beaches at the moment. Yes. After citing that rubbish. Sure. Now, Ange Postacoglu delivers for Scottish football. Uh, Celtic have they've done it. Yeah. Triumph. He's turned them around America. just in 12 months. He's won the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Award, the PFA Scotland Manager of the Year Award. That's a rubbish award, though. Well, well a lot of people respect it. People have to win it. Well, that's right. This is the Professional Football Association. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wonderful people to deal with. Well, I don't know if you've ever dealt with them. Wonderful people. They're rubbish of mine. Anyway, Ange was happy to accept it. And, uh, I mean, he doesn't put big raps on himself, Ange. He doesn't, no. Ange does he, not. Ange does not. He's no. just a genuine, decent Aussie, loves his football, and quite just between you and me, loves his rugby league. Uh, Argentina, Argentina versus Brazil at the MCG is cancelled. I believe it was the Argentinian team who didn't want to get in a plane and come to Australia. No. Idiots. But they are. They've let a lot of people down. A lot of money's had to be repaid, you know. But it was sold out. I don't know why, but it was. <laughs> I would have thought a phone call through to uh, Ange would have had uh, Celtic fill in. Mm-hmm. People would have loved to have seen that. I'd have gone to that. Yeah. I would have. Uh, you know, I've got no interest in seeing Argentina. but no, uh, rubbish. But uh, Celtic. Oh, yeah. Celtic right. United. Yeah. Count me in. And to see now that there's the Aussie connection. Yeah, the polish. Yeah, the polish. Now Sam Kerr delivers. Uh, she delivers the goods for Chelsea. Did she ever two terrific goals? One was quite magical. Um, on the other side of the coin, Ricciardo is struggling again. He just can't get any speed out of the McLaren they've given him. It's like a brick. Yeah. It's like driving a brick. Yeah. You know, a brick without an accelerator. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, I don't know what I, I, th- I think I think the season's gone for him already. You're calling that? Yeah, I'm calling that now. And yeah. are you worried that this? Team I'm worried is... that he won't want to drive anymore. I'm worried he might just retire at the end of this season. That's my feeling. Right. And the other team driver is yeah. getting all the favours. Yeah, he still. is. He is. He's got the better car, the no. better mechanics. Yeah. You know, more money. Mm. All of that. This is Norris. Norris. I don't like Norris. No. He's not a team man. Would he be as bad as Verstappen in your book? I, I, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Very wise. Not today. Not while magic yeah. rounds are yeah, on. No. Can we just have a... Verstappen um, free zone. Thank you. Melbourne City defeat Melbourne Victory to take the A-League crown. Yeah. God almighty, Victorian football. Something's, something's going right there, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Dominating. Isn't that astonishing? Uh, what's wrong with Sydney FC? What's what, what's what's going wrong there? What's what, what's happening with Queensland football? Well, the Central Coast, Central I mean, Coast they, Mariners. They think, I think they finished second in the uh, yes. home and away. Yeah, yeah, but just couldn't take, uh, it, into couldn't the take it any further. No. Hmm. Now, uh, is the Victorian government at war with Andrew Bogut? <laughs> uh, Andrew Bogut seems to think the government is at war with him. Uh, you know, everyone I've spoken to, including Dan Andrews and a few others in the uh, Victorian government, they don't know what I'm talking about. They, they hardly know Andrew Bogut. <laughs> they know he used to play basketball a bit uh, and he's very keen on golf and he wasn't, you know, he, I think he was uh, right up beside uh, Sam when Sam uh, was uh, protesting against golf being closed down during COVID. Sam Newman, that Sam is. Newman, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think uh, he's a freedom man. 
Uh, and he's a freedom Andrew man. Bogart, yes, right. he believes in uh, personal freedom. But is he going to extend that to voting for the UAP? I think so. Right. But, I, don't, but I have no evidence one way no, or the no, other. Just, just through read his the, mind. the odd tweet, yeah. you know, that he's put out freedom. makes me think he's of that persuasion. Mm. But I might be wrong, uh, but I can assure him that as far as I know, there has been no war declared on him by Dan Andrews and the Victorian government. Are you sure it's a story, Roy? Is it a story? It's a story, yes. I think it's a story. I mean, if a state declares war on an individual, that is a story. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, it doesn't often happen in Australia. Overseas, it happens all the time. Uh, I mean, you just got to go to, you know, Sri Lanka or any places like this where there are... Yeah, the Prime Minister's house down. Yeah, that's it. Uh, now on Wednesday night, uh, Gal won over the hearts of Australia. I know. Do we and think the we, boxing world? Do you think we owe him an apology? I think we do. Uh, he bravely went the distance with Tezieski, Uh and that round nine, Am round I, nine where he came brutal, back, brutal, brutal. Uh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. He got the upper hand in round. He, did. he, he in won that round. round. I, 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 I clearly thought he won that round. Yeah, I marked him a winner. In that round, sadly, uh, in the first six. Or something. Well, he wasn't there for the first six. He no. was just getting his head punched in and looking at his uh, shoes, <laughs> smelling, should, smelling his shoelaces. Yeah, should he be attacked the ankles? Yeah, maybe. Ah, uh, shark, great watch. Oh, shark, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, people do Look, make mistakes. Look, we do make mistakes. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. People do. But usually, you know, usually there are consequences for cold-blooded murder. Usually. I think this needs to probably to be pointed out to the shark mm. that uh, cold-blooded murder uh, often doesn't have, you know, good outcomes. No. Um, going to another country, uh, taking your boning knives. Oh, no. Uh, it's a big mistake. S- setting up in the embassy. Setting up in the embassy. Yeah. Yeah, come on in, mate. Next yeah. thing you know. Where's the car? Yeah. Anyway, Sharks... Do you think Sharks losing it? I think he lost it uh, when Nick Felder. Yeah, I understand. That. I don't think he ever recovered from uh, that. No. There he was, eight shots up yeah. on the final day. They'd measured him Nick for the jacket. Nick Felder, he, he was measured for the jacket, of course. Uh, he even tried it on in private. I don't know that as a fact. <laughs> and uh, Nick Faldo treated his match play and just blew him off the park. I know. Poor old Shark. He never recovered. Yeah. Never recovered. <laughs> I've said that to him to his face. I said, Shark, I don't recognise you anymore. Not since Nick Fowler. Remember Nick Fowler, mate? Do you ever think about that? Oh, well, we all make mistakes. You did that, Dame, by getting out of bed. Now, Spain unearths a new world champion. That is tennis star Carlos Alcaraz. By God, this bloke can play. Right. Whoa, I think he's won four tournaments this year. Yeah, in the Madrid Open. Open, he beat Rafa, he beat Djokovic and beat Zverev, the big three. Yeah. Took them all out. This kid, he's got class, he's got power and he's got touch. Mm-hmm. He's young, he's fit mm-hmm. and he's fast. Mm-hmm. Great eyes, great hands. What will be fascinating is when he meets Nick Kyrgios. Yes, uh, especially on grass. Yeah, exactly. Nick has announced himself, I as think, the as the finest in the, in the world on grass at the yeah, moment. He might be. And he'd know. Yeah. He might be 32, ranked 32 in the world, but Something he's the like best that. on grass. Best on grass. Uh, Jason Day has forgotten how to play golf. Now, that can happen. You've got to go back to tours. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, someone's got a, you know, a coach, family member, someone who, who he's happy to listen to, respects. 
get him aside and say, look, you've got different clubs. They do different things. Yeah. You know, if it's a par four, you've got to get, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and just, just take him through it. When did you notice that he'd forgotten how to play golf? Uh, when he, uh, the last tournament he played, H, I think uh, the final day, he was a couple of shots up and did a shark. Right. Just went backwards, utterly backwards. Didn't know what he was doing. Driving with a putter. Yeah. Putting with a, with a wood. Yeah. That sort of stuff, you know. And not for funny. No, no, no. no not no, to entertain just, the just, crowd. You know. Something was not right. Yeah, he's not forgotten how the, to play golf. The, the, the caddy didn't know what to do. You know, oh. the caddy would present him with the with the putter and he'd, he'd say, no, 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 guess that one, the bigger one. Took the wood, you know, that sort of stuff. It was embarrassing. I tell you what, when he teed off with the, using the golf buggy, I thought that was really weird. It was, uh, yeah, and you illegal know. and a two-shot penalty. <laughs> uh, now, rugby league, magic round, comes at just the right time, I think to lift the spirits of not only Queenslanders but all rugby league players and rugby league supporters, fans throughout the world. It's come at just the right time, isn't it? I mean, it's been been a bleak time, but Magic Round is the shot in the arm, the spiritual shot in the arm I think the nation is crying out for. Do you think it should have a little bit more focus? Focus? You know, like like, like some sort of Magic Round trophy. Like Oh! do you know what I mean? I mean, yes. it's just sort of an ordinary set of matches playing yes. in Queensland. It's got to be more than that. Well, yes, yes. We, we, we could argue that, uh, how you could improve Magic Round. Yeah. But at this stage, the, the, it's just the spirit of the round that I'm talking about. And you can't question the spirit of you the round. You can't. No, you're absolutely right. Nobody's questioning right. the spirit of the round. I yeah. assume you're not no, I'm questioning the spirit not. of the round because no. I know you've been traditionally a great supporter of Magic I Round. I have. You, I mean, you were the, one of the, the original ambassadors mm-hmm. uh, for Magic Round. Mm-hmm. Ryan Pappenhausen out for a couple of months. He's denied a state of origin appearance again. This happens every year with Pappenhausen. Look, I'm almost prepared to call for delaying the state of origin until Ryan Pappenhausen has fully recovered. I, I might raise this with uh, the man of feathers. He could make this happen, I suppose. Well, that's an excellent suggestion, and I think it should be. He should be Pappen the. State of origin should yes. be hinged on Pappenhausen's... Perhaps Pap's availability. Yeah, yeah, that's right. His yep. readiness yep, to play. Yep, 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 yep. Now, the Balmain Leagues Club has been torched, HG. I, I think, um, you know, it was just vandals, vandals. It wasn't a protest movement? I don't think so. I don't think so. But it does draw, again, focus as to what is going to become of this... Uh, I mean, the memories. I know, the memories. The memories yeah. of... Uh, going to the Balmain Leagues Club all those years ago, you know, bumping into old players, you know. Remember having a, having a beer with Gary Jack? Yeah. Great memories, yes. you know. Kerry Hemsley Kerry roared Hemsley up on the bike into the foyer. Kerry Hemsley would on the bike and he'd mm. bring it into the foyer. And mm. Up the steps. Up the steps, funny as. Yeah. Uh, and uh, great acts and, and, you know, they had some great chefs over the years uh, working the Bain Marie's. Great nights, Did great Ned, memories. Ned, and, and there it is, just a burnt-out shell, and I don't know what's going to become of it. I think the, the Perotet state government is, has uh, claimed it. It has. Wanting to put in some sort of metro hull or something. Correct, a metro hull. A metro hull. Yeah. Well, it's very sad when something like the Balmain Leagues Club ends up a hull. It's not right. It's an insult. An insult to all those great players who played for Balmain over those years before the merger. Yeah. And one in 69. And one in 69. Yeah. 
They certainly did. Mm. Yeah, that was a remarkable game. I remember I remember watching that game. I, I think I got in touch with you that afternoon. You did. And said they won. They did it. Uh, make of that what you will. Australians, rugby league crime is at pandemic proportions. Referees and officials can't see everything, but together we can. If you see rugby league crime, then as an Australian, do your duty and report it to Bludging on the Blind Side. Text us on 0467 920 2. Now, I find that ad uh, or that promotion uh, or, you know, public service announcement extremely disturbing mm. because there has been this week yes. a suggestion that rugby league people are criminals. And a whole net has been cast over the whole competition with the exception of Peter Volandis, yeah. the man of feathers. Yeah. Uh, but everybody else seems to be under a shadow of playing rugby league means you're a criminal. Yeah. Now, I don't know where we go with this, but... Peter Volandis has expressed concerns of gang violence at junior rugby league games. Mm. Now, I do remember a, a, an incident earlier this year at a junior rugby league game where uh, a number of players did get very, very willing and John Hopawate yes. stepped in and settled things down. Now, people mm. thought that John Hopawate was somehow involved in this. He wasn't. That's a fact. He was That's the peacekeeper. Problem. Good on you. He was yes. the peacekeeper. Yep. He arrived with the guns blazing and settled things right down. Yes. So it is a complex situation. We're not sure what's really at it, but New South Wales police uh, have warned violence could break out on the sidelines in matches and Volandis says it's very concerning to say the least. We'll do everything in our power to assist the police. Yes. Now, then we get the problem of gang violence as itself and, uh, you know, there's a lovely think piece in... Uh, there appear to be gang wars happening at the gang moment. Gang wars, actually. yes. Now, I can't work out. Is this out. related to rugby league at all, these gang wars? these? Uh... I don't know what rugby league's got to do with this, except no. it seems to me like a beat-up. Yeah. Now, at the moment, we have an enormous beat-up about crime out of control in New South Wales. Yes. I mean, it seems to be out of control in a couple of families. Yes. That seems to be the main place where this crime is happening. Mm. I mean, I don't drive around and see people having their cars hijacked or no. carjacked. Yeah. I don't see people dragging ATMs out of the banks and dragging them home, get the oxyacetylene out and cutting them over. I don't think people going to clubs and nicking, mm. you know, each way nudges yes. and stuff like that and breaking them open and get the coins out of them. I just sure, don't. Sure, sure. Uh, maybe I'm not going to the right places, but yeah. it's easy to tar the whole competition with a few simple... Well, it only takes one bad apple. Is one that what you suggesting? Yes. Now, can I suggest in the past that rugby league crime mm. needed rugby league people to look after it? And we come to the great years when Constable Craig Young, yes. Constable Craig Fat Albert Young, yes. was, uh, and the New South Wales Police contributed a number of players from Paul, their very Paul Suriman. Paul Suriman, yeah. yeah. Constable Paul, yes. Who knew what crime looked like. And knew like, rugby league. And knew rugby league and were able to nip it in the bud. Yep. Now, yep. yep. Sadly, those days seem to be long gone. Mm. Are so, you saying you're suggesting there is now a disconnect between the New South Wales and Queensland police forces and rugby league? I am suggesting that. The New South Wales police seem to be mm. not, well, and Queensland police for that yes. matter, seem to be not involved in it at all. Well, that surprises me because so many police people, or certainly in the past, loved, have, loved nothing more than having a game of rugby league. Yeah, and have been participants at the highest level. Yes, Who indeed. can forget the That's right. The state. What about the New South Wales Police versus the Queensland, Queensland Police? Police? That was always a top always match. Always a terrific match. Yeah. one of the best matches, much better than State of Origin. Yes, often. yes. Now, 
fears of going. Could we make it mandatory that every uh, station? Well, is that what you mean? Well, every club or every uh-huh. team has some police connection. Now, how would this work? You mean that they would have a a, a, a detective sergeant who was yes. playing? Perhaps. Or, or a detective sergeant who ran the coaching water? Coaching or just or, turned up and, to be as a supporter? And, oh, right, okay. And so then when crime broke out... Yes, they'd be there on the spot. Yeah. To make arrests. <laughs> so all you need is, uh, at every junior rugby league fixture, all you need is a paddy wagon, a police officer sitting in the wagon, you know, watching the game through the window front of the car. Yeah, yeah front window. And... Uh, a senior constable or, or detective amongst the crowd keeping an eye on things. Is that too much to ask? Is that I'm... too much to ask in this day and age? Who's the police minister at the moment in New South Wales? I don't know. Yeah, good question. I don't know. It used to be Elliot, who was very hands-on. Very hands-on. He would have gone every game. Yes. Now, fears of gang violence could lead to police cancelling some Sydney Junior Rugby League club games. Well, rather than cancel them, turn up and watch. Yes, indeed. Now, one club has warned its members, Penrith... And District's Junior Rugby League Club has sent a letter to its members advising police will be cancelling matches across the state from this weekend where intelligence suggests everyone's safety is compromised. I mean, this is... Everyone's safety is compromised. Yeah, that's what I mean. Anybody turning up to that ground. Imagine Watsford Oval. There'll be hundreds of people this weekend going to rugby league matches there. Sure, sure. They're all going to be told, no, you can't come in because we have whispers on, you know, Snapchat or smartphone or something. Yeah. There's going to be violence. I mean, is that what they're worried about? Is that how bad it's got? No idea. So the letter from Panthers. Just when we're getting rugby league off the ground again. Yeah, and magic round and all that. Magic sort of, round. Yeah, and the, the idea that. The, the organised crimes moved in. Exactly. Now, the letter from Penrith, Panthers junior general manager, mm-hmm. uh, seen by, you know, people who run the Nine Network, advised the police are carrying out investigations around rugby league fraternity across Sydney. The rugby league fraternity. Really? I, I mean. It, what? That it, it, Any association with rugby league, you, suddenly there's a question mark over you? Well, that worries me enormously. Let's say you're in the market for a new car and you thought, I don't want to go and buy a new car. I, I'd go down to see the people at Cronulla Sharks. They'll fix me up for a bit less than normal. Sure. No questions asked. Sure. You know, is that what is we're talking about? Is that a crime about? now, is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey? Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. All those... Or, you know, there was an incident during the week where 250 tonnes of cocaine was found in Newcastle Harbour. Yeah. Now, is but it that like... had nothing to do with rugby league. No, 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 no tell. But, but is that what the <laughs> suggestion is? That somehow it is connected with rugby league? God, I hope not. So it says police will be contacting sporting clubs to identify players making threats. So what players are making? Rugby play... league players and or plans to instigate violent on fields. This includes correspondence on players being joined in, in by spectators armed with weapons. So I don't get this. So <sighs> the. The, your major, like your half, mm. is ringing up people and saying, you know, it's on next Tuesday because we're playing, oh, I don't yeah. know, Mounties or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, Come on down. Most importantly, Detective Chief Inspector Newman, yeah. good name, uh, wants clubs to understand when clubs know about conversations or group chats in the in and around playing groups, they must report it to the PDJRL, which is sort of some sort of, uh, you know, Squad mm. attached to rugby Dedicate league. Dedicated to rugby league. Yeah, and police, the letter continues. Mm. Now, the open letter strongly suggests it's shared with all players, coaches, parents, spectators, innocent bystanders and shoppers mm. and warns that players and teams will be removed from the competition if they're found to be involved in organising violence on or off the field. 
New South Wales understands police cancelled one match last weekend after being warned about probable violence. The police crackdown on clubs, rugby league clubs, comes after a 17-year-old was obviously in serious trouble after a confrontation between a group of youths. But is rugby league the meeting ground for these people or is rugby league the cause of people getting together with... Uh, you know, evil intent. Yeah. I know it's a bit of a hard question. Well, it is a difficult... Look, can I suggest, actually, often passions can get a a little out of hand, and it used to be the case with, with, uh, I want to say, soccer many years ago. It did. When the state league was... Yeah, 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 yeah. So you'd get, uh, you know, groups, communities that were very, very passionate, and this passion would sometimes express itself in violent ways... Uh, and you had to separate crowds. Now, I, th- I think that was solved eventually by by bringing in eventually the A League, which yes. seems to have been mercifully relieved of any of that sort of uh, hoo ha. Yes, yes. But if this is creeping into rugby league, we've got to stamp it out immediately. Immediately. Now, you mean sort of north south hate south side sort of stuff? And there's a a match between say the Janelli Giants and yeah. Well, look, can I just say, H.G., that by and large, you know, every everyone hates Manly and everyone has hated Manly for a hell of a long time. But this doesn't, you know, it's it's fun to hate them. You, do, you don't take it, that passion into yeah, yeah, any violent activity. What I get, You're though, just happy to see them lose. Yeah. <laughs> and it puts a grin on your face. Yes, yeah, 38-0. Yeah. Now, can I suggest that this has got nothing to do, and I, why Volandis got involved, I'll never know, mm. but it's got nothing to do with the National Rugby League. Right. It's got to do with more regional comps, yes. localised comps, yes. you know, based on council, you know, facilities sure. where there's plenty of room to swing. Yeah. Now, I, I, I mean, I, what I find weird about it, though, mm. is, is, is this happening with hundreds of thousands of people or one or Or just two? a handful. Yes, well, we don't know, do we? We don't know. But... It's going to be very disappointing if all junior rugby league fixtures have They're to canceled. be held. No, have to be held without crowds. Mm. Mm. No one's mm. allowed in the through mm. the gate. Mm. Will that prevent uh, people on either side taking on the responsibility? The burden of the crowd isn't there and uh, representing them. Yeah, I don't know if that means anything, but <clears throat> you know. Well, well you know may- I mean? maybe, maybe each one. If someone wants to attend a junior rugby league match. They present themselves to the nearest police station. I think to begin that's what they have to do to get yes. themselves registered. Registered, that's right. Registered. You'd be able to fill out an online form, which will get yes. you an appointment sometime between now and when that match happens. Yes, with serious police, maybe a panel of three. Yes, and somebody with a telephone book, who just every so often lifts it up and bangs it on sure, the desk. Sure. And you're probed. You're probed. Why are you going? Yeah, yeah. Why are you supporting Wentworthville this afternoon? Yeah. Yeah, what? Well, I've always loved Wendy. I've always loved Wendy. Yeah, prove it. He, oh, he's a photograph of me and my Wendy. Yeah, and he's a tat. I he's love a Wendy. Tat. I love Wendy, yeah. yeah. Is that enough for you? Is that enough? And then they have to ask them about, you know, sort of things like... Have you ever done time? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been interviewed by the police for any reason? Mm. Have you ever been... Uh, has your car ever been stopped? Yeah. Have you... You were drove here. Where's your yeah. driver's license? where's your driver's license? Get it out now. Yeah. When was that car inspected last? Mm. <laughs> Let's have a look at it now. Hood up, uh-huh. you know. And can I say that what will happen then will be mm-hmm. a lot of these requests, can I go to the match, yeah. 
be delayed for one reason or another. Sure. COVID will mean that people haven't, aren't able to work and so they have to look at these. Yeah. There's not enough staff to look at these things, so they're yeah. su- suspended and postponed. Sure. People will get outraged and start burning down police stations. I want to go to a rugby league. And all of a sudden you've got those freedom marches. Well, no, it's got to be. Well, it's got, oh, yes, you, you, you're bogart types. Who, yeah, who's, yes, they, they might get involved, yes. It's not a big ask. You've just got to turn up to the police station for an interview. Yeah. Now, the interview could be 30 seconds. Oh, get out of here. You're yeah. all right. I know you. Go yeah. on, Ronnie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We know out. where you live, Ronnie. We'll come and get you if, you, if we see yeah, you on yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah. And you're given a stamp on your, on your oh, wrist. Yeah, wrist. Yeah. A date stamp. A date stamp. Only that game. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. A date stamp. Yeah. And that gets you in. And, you know, everyone's vetted. Everyone knows where everyone is. Anyone who tries to get in. Unstamped. Yeah. Now, maybe they've got to do something like they do in English soccer. All the mm. away fans have to go to a certain part. Oh, yes. So all the people who... You'd have to have barricades separating yeah. your... Horses and all that sure. sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. People pushed into one area. Sure. And stuff like that. Well, that might be the supporters of Wendy yeah. and those who come from, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Gordon or something like yeah. that have mm. to sit in another bit. Sure. Now, I'm not sure that these... At the moment, there's hundreds of people wanting to see these matches. I could be surprised, but it may not be that bigger ask to have separate areas yeah, where they can yeah, go yeah, and sit yeah, for yeah, the yeah, match yeah. and then leave. Sure. Separately. Sure. I just hope it doesn't impact on families, HG. You know what it's like when you have a family member who's playing a little bit of rugby league. Often the family wants to go and watch. Uh, now, I suppose the family could holus bolus present themselves to the police station. All get stamped, vetted, car checked, everything's good. <laughs> the ball ties, can you get them fixed? Yeah, we'll do it Monday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sort of stuff. Look, it could be manageable. It's just got to be better resourced. Are you suggesting this could become an election issue? You know. We're in the final week. Well, in the final week. Out of left field yeah. comes an election well, I tell you issue. What, we've heard nothing, have we? We've heard nothing from Bulldozer Guy. Slam it shut. The internationally accredited garage door specialists can have your old rust bucket roller off the pegs and on its way to the tip in seconds. Give Brandon the cheese smith a ring and have him come around and let you know just how worthless your clunker is. Special blindside discounts throughout November. Interestingly, to the comment Dave Stein, our hardworking producer, has discovered Sunday the 15th of May, which I think is tomorrow? Yes. Tomorrow. The New South Wales Women's Police Good. Uh, at 11am have a country versus city. So Fantastic. Police from the city, women, obviously. Yes. Was, that's excellent. And the New South Wales Men's uh, Police is on at 12.25 at Leichhardt Oval. Your favourite ground. Yes. So that's the Well, that's and fantastic. Also on the bill, the under-16s and the under-18s, both in the men's and the women's. No, oh, that's brilliant. They, you know, they obviously can't be police. So will they, the police teams stay around for the other matches? I suppose I they will. some would, yeah. yeah. They might put their uniforms back on. Sure. And now. Well, that is a wonderful thing. It, it, that's tomorrow at Leichhardt Oval starting at 11am. That, yeah, that, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. excellent if you had nothing better to do. I mean, obviously. Hmm. I wonder how the, the rural police... Manage to uh, get together, get together and train. Yeah, probably on Zoom. Yeah, okay. You know? Maybe. Now, speaking of the country, mm. um, look. Last week we again 
raised the issue of Country League, which is going through a very difficult time. Yes, and not and because of violence or anything no, like no, that, no, just no, lack no, of no, participation. Like, well, no one wants to play it. There's nobody to turn the pie warmer on yes. or blow up the jumping castle or stuff yep, like that. Yep, and yep. you and I had a four-point plan, yep. targeted immigration. People yes. come to Australia can play rugby league. Yes. Grey nomads, yes. get on the site. Yes, i am be there for a couple of weeks during this. I want to play. I'll bring my shorts Quite and Quite happy to blow the whistle. Yep. Quite happy to blow the whistle or I turn on the pie warmer. Yep. Then uh, driver's licences for everybody who played, mm. everybody who was registered, and finally better prize money. Now, Joey Johns in his thoughtful column this week says, uh, Bush footy is struggling, as we know. Instead mm. of simply saying we need to do more, let's come up with some ideas. I like this good, already. Good, good, I'm all ears. The scheme we should look at is getting NRL to pay for – this is the NRL to pay for retiring players mm. or those who aren't quite good enough to make a squad to play in regional areas. The league could pay half the contract, say 50000 Yes. while the local businesses cover the other half. This isn't bad. I mean, a player who just can't quite make it is still getting 100000 a year. Mm. Now, that's good. Plus there's that rural and regional lifestyle, well, that's which is very exactly. attractive. I know. A good example of how this could work was in 2018 when Jamie Lyon, yeah. Captain Coach Ballina, and Todd Carney had the same role at Byron Bay. Yes. When both sides played against each other, 5,000 people turned up. They had to shut the gate and they think that there was a queue of cars 14 kilometres long trying to get in. I that didn't hear that story. They kept that pretty bloody quiet, didn't they? So uh, this was just two NRL players. Yes. Having some headline acts in your competition creates interest for the town and they can also coach the younger coaches and younger players Yes. and also show people how to turn on the pie warmer. Yep. It also means more kids will play rugby league because there's a lot more interest in rugby league in that particular community and maybe we can find some of the missing 14,000. Mm. How about a state knockout? With the winner of that playing the regional, playing the regional winner from Queensland, so it'll be a state yes. beat state competition. Yes. Play it before the Origin or one of the finals. Yep. We need to do more than just say Bush Footy is dying. Mm. Uh, the time has come to do something about it. Now they're all good suggestions. They're great suggestions. I love the idea you can earn a hundred thousand if you're a busted ass player. Yes. That's and right. then the idea. What do you make of the idea of a, a knockout competition? I mean it. Yeah, not so sure about a well, knockout it, competition. Well, the difficulty is it yeah. means that the team, let's say Oberon, made it all the way through. Yeah. Well, it would have very low profile yeah. outside of the Oberon area. I understand the Oberon Times would write it up and all the yeah. messages and so on, you know, love your work, go, go Oberon, that sort of stuff had happened. Sure, but then sure. they're playing a team out of Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. If, if Sneesby would be prepared to film it and put it live to air... People would love to see, say, oh, I don't know. Uh, well, Oberon versus, Oberon versus, versus uh, uh, what's up there? Uh, Longreach. Longreach. Longreach, that'll do. You know, the Longreach Lions up against the Oberon O's. Oberon O's, yeah. yes. O's v Lions, got yes. a ring to it. Well, that could be fantastic television. <laughs> but the trouble is... It's going to cost, mm. isn't it? I mean, I don't, I'm not. I'm not showing away yeah, from but, the yeah, cost. But the, yeah, but the, the the NRL can pick up the cost of that. The the, the, the travel. Where, yeah, where's travel. going to where's going to be played? Yeah, well, is it going to be played at Lang Park. Yeah, or is going to be played Park. at say the SCG or no, not the SCG. Yeah, I mean, it's Sydney, Sydney Football, Football Stadium. Stadium. Yeah, because it's got enough toilets now. Yeah, <laughs> to <laughs> cope. And because the main acts will draw a big crowd. Yes. And so you'd get there maybe, you know, be a bit desultory to start with. So let's say I started at 5.30 or maybe yeah. 5 o'clock. So how would it go? you you go under 18s, then flag. Oh, you're going to do the whole lot? Well, I don't know. Make it a real festival. 
A festival of the boot. Festival of the boot, yeah, yeah. It's a Leichhardt Oval, you, you, the under-21s are going to play, then the flag's going to come out, now we've got Oberon versus da-da-da. Before the first grade. All filmed, all going live to air, all been covered by, by local regional callers. Wow. That's a good idea. Yes. Yes, regional you, callers. You might unearth a new rap yes. or, you know, new Andrew, Andrew Voss. Voss. Or Andrew Voss, yeah, yeah. why yeah. not? Well, I think there's uh, plenty to work with there and by yeah. the time you tip that into the bucket that we've created, mm-hmm. and I've heard nothing about targeted immigration in the election build-up. No. I mean, it's not a big ask to say, uh, you no. know, no. have targeted immigration, no. maybe 15,000 rugby league players from around the world yes. who haven't been able to make the grade because they're Shh. uncontracted uh, Leeds Rhinos or whatever it is, yes. can come to Australia and play a season. Play a season in, in rural, in rural region, and regional, regional yeah. rugby league centres compliant districts. Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. if there's one there'd be, fight, no, there'd be no big ask for either Albo or the the, the bulldozer. Uh, bulldozer bloke to just say <laughs> we promise to turn around rural and regional rugby league. Yeah, I know, and point it in the right direction. And if there with was just a seeding of a couple of hundred million would do it. Uh, no, that's the thing. That's all. I know. It's peanuts. It's, it's peanuts. peanuts. And the other thing is if there were any fights, yes. you would send those people out, the, yeah. the ones on their rugby league visa, yes. they go straight away. They they're do. Out. And, and they've got to pay yeah. for yeah, that's the right. damage they did. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's so simple when you put it in those terms. The painting had them reeling back in awe. The smoking gun, the AFL Supremo and the Taubmans were dancing an attractive rumba before the eyes. Suddenly the crime was there for all to see, even those bludging on the blind side. Uh, yes, welcome back to the Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved with the show, text number 0467 or go to royandhg at royandhg at abc.net.au and the following people have, Roy. Uh, yeah, just on the text, HG, yes. Brant's been in touch from Port Douglas. What a lovely part of the world. It's beautiful, is. isn't it? Port Douglas. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Just glorious there, isn't it? Anyway... Yeah. Uh, he says uh, maybe the police rugby team, rugby league teams, can play in their actual uniforms, including batons, guns, radios, and tasers, to add authenticity to the match. He certainly had a piquancy of yeah, you know, what would I call it, crime fighting. Yeah, it would it would it would. Uh, now, uh, uh, Amy from Brisbane says, "Happy rugby league to you. Why not a rugby league check-in app for the junior rugby league games?" Well, well checking that. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm all for I'm that. I'm all for that. Yeah, right. Because let's face it, the often these uh, the uh, gangs are communicating with various electronic devices or yes. platforms and so on. That's right. And so checking app would be terrific. Yes. Um, what happens if you yep. don't? Well, you're not allowed in. Right. Oh, I see what you mean. You, when you yeah. come along, you've got to. Yeah. You know, you've just got to have a bouncer on the door. Yeah, correct. Which correct. can create its own problems, but, but uh, you know. Let's face it, somebody... There's got to be a pointy end at some stage. There has You've got to be, you've got to be able to back it up when you say, sorry, exactly. bud, you're not coming in unless yeah. you check in. Yeah, fair well, enough. Well, I'm not checking in. Well, you can't yeah. come in. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Well, you know what I mean. Leave. Hmm. Uh, now, Cooter has been in touch. Ah, yeah, Cooter. Hmm. Now, he's uh, sent a lovely photograph uh, 
of uh, Leishman Lager, H. Oh, Leishman Lager, the Monday night brew. Yes. He says, have, been following, uh, have never ever seen a game of rugby league. I feel that I know more about the game than the average punter based upon your analysis of players and culture. That's a big call. It is a big call. Having, having never seen them play, I understand the psyche of players such as Backdoor Benny, Dishhead Dowling, Fire Up Bitch. Oh, remember him. Yeah. Gaz. Yeah, Fubba. Fubba, yeah. The Lobster Man. The Dare I Say fellow. Yeah, Dare I Say. Yeah. Yeah. The Brains Trust, Julian O'Neill and Nate Niles. Okay. <coughs> uh, lastly, my favourite, Barking Mad Todd Carney. Yeah, Barking Mad. Yeah, a rugby league genius. True. Anyway, I recently went to a function at a COVID safe event at my local golf club and found the attached photo on the wall above the urinal, the Leishman Lager. What? Photograph, yeah. Isn't that fantastic? I asked the staff about whether I could get a taste of the brew, even though it was a Saturday night. You'll remember it's a Monday night. Yeah, beer. I know, I understand, yeah. 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 <laughs> he said the staff told me it didn't sell at all, so they disposed of the stock. That can't be right. It That's didn't it. sell at all? No. The Leishman Lager didn't sell at this particular uh, golf club, by the sounds of things. Did they know who Leishman was? Well, I assume so, because they put the photograph up in the toilet. Yeah. Well, ironic comment, Maybe. Surely. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Uh, now, Albion has been in touch from Brisbane. Uh, sorry, James from Albion in Brisbane. By the way, it's good that that correspondent learned everything he or she knew about rugby league. Kudo, yeah. From here. From here, Kudo. yeah. What a view. Mm. <laughs> I was just catching up in your deep probing of secret meetings about where rugby league grand finals should be held in the future. With both Queensland and New South Wales clamouring for the big dance, if I may propose a new 70,000-seater stadium be built across the McIntyre River in Gundawindi, with the halfway line right on the border of each state. What an idea. The funding could be split 30-30 across the states with the federal government chipping in the remaining 40%. The stadium should, not, should only be available for matches where one team is from New South Wales and the other from Queensland and always be the location for Game 1 of State of Origin each year. It would also make the perfect host for all rugby league fixtures in the 2032 Brisbane Olympics. Are they in? That's the suggestion. Yeah, that's very good. I think this goes a long way to solve the gross politicisation of the greatest game of all, a real hands-across-the-water moment and a big win for the country, the regions, structural engineering, jobs and, of course, rugby league. Now... Well, you've got to say that's true. My only criticism would be why only 70,000, why not 100,000? Yeah, and the other thing is <clears throat> I'm not sure is there a... You know, I understand the McIntyre River. Yeah. Do we get a location for this? Because the McIntyre River would be quite a long Well, I assume it, it, it's a bit up and down, the, uh, especially given what's, what's happening yeah, in that no, part of be, the world at the moment. We could get overwhelmed by Indeed. Flood, so, so the, the unprecedented. The, well, the stadium would have to be built in a way that could Drained. accommodate mm. uh, flooding North. in the future. Yeah. Or the McIntyre yeah. River expanding or contracting. Are you, are you so there'd be quite a build. It'd be quite a build. It'd be pretty You'd have to start with a bridge, I assume, yes, across the river. Yes. That could take the structure of the stadium above, above it. it. Now, then we worry about if people were coming, would they need accommodation? Yes. Uh, would they, obviously well, good to windy. You could play. Yeah, camping yeah, grounds and yeah, so on. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, then you might be able to get port in. Port-a-loose, lots of port-a-loose. Port yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though the... 
stadium itself would have a lot of toilets because oh, obviously hell, they wouldn't yeah. go anywhere without toilets. No, uh, there'd be at least 25,000. And there's no reason why they couldn't be allowed to be available 24 hours a day, no, 365 while, days a yeah, you just, If you're in that area and you need, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Next. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> Dave's been in touch. Mm-hmm. He says, how can it be that Australia is hosting the Commonwealth Games in 2026 and the Olympics in 2032 without including rugby league as a medal sport in either of them? Mm-hmm. Just imagine the kangaroos taking on India or the Jillaroos versus Canada in a brand-new purpose-built arena in Port Ferry or Shepparton. Wow, what a great... That would be Port Ferry or Shepparton. I Shepparton. like, I like Shepparton. Well, Shepparton's been, been yeah, putting its yeah. hand up. Yeah, for something. For something. Well, it, why not a dedicated rugby league stadium there as well? I know, I know. Maybe a similar design to the uh, McIntyre River job, except you wouldn't need to... I want to say, does the Goulburn River go through Shepparton? Oh, does it? I don't know. So that, that Well, if it did, that would be river. perfect. <laughs> and Port Ferry would be great. They have a folk festival there. Do and it would be great to combine some aspects of the folk festival with the, with the Commonwealth League. Games or the Olympic Games. Or the Games. Olympic Games, yeah. Uh, yes, Port Ferry or Shepparton. Nothing would spur the men and women of regional Victoria to swap their Sherons for Stedens more quickly. Whoa. And why should rugby league players have to take up shot put or weightlifting to pursue their Olympic dream, as suggested on your program, when adding rugby league to the Games would be much more likely to deliver gold for Australia? No, that's true. Historians <laughs> tell us Haspartum was part of every ancient Olympics from 776 BC through to 393 AD. Restoring modern-day rugby league to equivalent status could be Australia's legacy as host of Victoria 26 and Brisbane 32. It's so obvious that it hasn't happened already. It is so obvious. It is, isn't it? Another Dave. I listen with disbelief to your preoccupation with the Leichhardt Oval Rugby League Museum. <laughs> Preoccupation's a bit harsh, isn't it, it is Dave? hard. We've spent about four minutes on yeah, it. It's hardly a preoccupation. We were fans. We haven't talked about it since. We haven't. Uh, Graham's been in touch on the uh, text. The text here. He says uh, Craig Bellamy played league for Oban. He did too. Oh, that could easily be the case. Yeah, I think he was born in Portland, not far from Lithgow, yeah. and played for Oban. Mm. Maybe he could go back. And coach the and O's. coach the O's uh, yeah. to in the upcoming game yeah, against, right. uh, who was going to be? Longreach. Longreach Lions. Um, some of my most rewarding experiences in museums have lived with me for most of my life. So how we augment our rugby league experience is at the heart of fortifying the roots of rugby league in society. A meagre display case of fading Scanlon bubblegum cards and jumpers in picture frames is only scratching the surface. I go further to say that such a superficial approach could fundamentally neuter the potency of rugby league in the eyes of any visitor to the museum. I find that hard to believe. I propose a natural history of rugby league museum. Where a deep dive, Attenborough style, is taken into the physicality of the sport and what 90 minutes of top-flight rugby league every week, year after year, does to a human body. The focus? Skeletons of past greats. <laughs> Would be displayed in the Hall of Champions, literally standing on pedestals under dramatic and tasteful lighting. Steel pins and bulbous arthritic joints would be features that would speak volumes to curious minds who may not have thought beyond the rush of colour and fanfare of game day. The Hall of Champions would be a perfect corridor leading into the gift shop, fully stocked with rugby league soaps, Wally Lewis hair paint and club home wares. 
Yeah, the hair paint gets them in every time, <laughs> doesn't it? Every time. Well, okay. Would it mean, HG, and we'd have to get approvals here if this idea, this plan was to go ahead, would it mean exhuming, exhuming the bodies of... Some of the greats. Some of the, some of the greats. Well... <clears throat> you'd have to get family approvals. Yeah. It could be awkward. I, I don't know what, where well, the law is on this. You might have to have specific laws brought can in. Can I just go back up a bit? Yes. Is that many players are donating their brains to science. They right? are. And they're trying to, because of the problems of concussion. Yes. And so brains will become available pretty soon. Sure. And I'm not certain that in the future that rugby mm. league players wouldn't think about, uh, you know. Donating, donating their body the to the museum. To the museum. That's right. Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't think any of the animals in a natural history museum were asked, but uh, if they were asked, you know, about being stuffed after they drop. Uh, I'm sure each that. of them would have said yes. Thanks. Count me in. Thanks, because you've looked at all those animals. I have. And you've seen a glint in their eye. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Pride. <laughs> I want to be Pride part of Pride uh, and of, of inclusion, yes. Inclusion, yep. and I want yep. kids to know about but me. But some families, it could be the most wonderful thing at the end of the funeral mm -hmm. that um, we bid farewell to whoever it is and wish them all the best and look forward to seeing them in perpetuity at the Leichhardt Oval Natural History Rugby League Museum. Yeah. Tell you, walk up, start, Gal. You know, do you know what I mean? Do you think he Gal should be approached? I do. <laughs> I do. And it was, as you know, I had tears. Well, Gal's body would have an extraordinary it time would, to tell. It would, and the people would be able to unravel it. You yes. know, experts in the field would say, well, he got sure. this one yeah. in 1921. And you might be able to find the the actual tackle that oh, caused yes, the video. injury. Oh, on video. On video with Rabs Gollier. Yeah, YouTube, et cetera. Rabs yes. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And then we get to the boxing career and this could be impacted or tacked onto the end of his rugby league career. Well, of course it would. And then the other yeah. thing was that no, that last Wednesday night you can hear my voice. I'm still overcome yes. by the thought that that would be the last time he saw Gal yes. taking one to the well, head. Well, mercifully, you're right. He, he, he's going to come back, I think. Do you reckon the Paolo's on? Yes. He's not going to let Paolo call him out and not arrive. <laughs> and that would be part of the story we read about in the museum. Exactly. So up until – where are we now? We're in the middle of May. Yeah. So May 2022, and then look what happens in the final bit of his yes, know, career. Yes, illustrious career. I mean, it's all there. It's, it's just, all there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's only one story. The living history. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, just That's yeah, only one writ story. Writ large, writ large. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Lots and lots of players. Sure. <clears throat> Isn't that what a fascinating idea? Uh, now, you must have seen music. This is uh, Clinton from Bronte. You must have seen museums where part of the old buildings or ruins, et cetera, are glassed in as an exhibit. Yeah. Well, we have, of course. I'm thinking the same could be done at the Rugby League Museum at New Leichhardt Oval. Well, I think we suggested this. We, the old toilets could be well, preserved behind glass as part of the yeah, exhibition. Well, that's what we said. Yeah, we said. There would be captions and descriptions giving details of the scenery. Yes. Potentially even some wax figures on the slash or on the dump. Oh, well. Well, that's – you don't need to go there. You don't need – people can imagine that. People can imagine. See, that's the great thing about the – remember how it was going to have a walkover? Yes. It was going to be perspex. Yes. And there'll be ladder up one side. You can <laughs> walk right. up and down the other that's side. That's it. You can imagine what was going on. You can on imagine there. what was going on. Even monitors with animations of how people went to the toilet back in the day. Mm -hmm. Perfect for school excursion. I oh, know, perfect for school excursion. Well, it would. Kids mm. love looking at toilets. Toilets. And talking about that sort of thing. Uh, but I think by far the best idea is to 
get the players. Yeah, donated. Exhibited, donated. Yeah, yep. that, what a wonderful idea. Wonderful, wonderful idea. And their record of injuries yep. being yep. writ large. Yep, so I thank all of those contributors this week. The AFL Opera, A Murderer Calls. Four quarters of blood, mayhem, death, sloop-pointing north action and getting the hard ones on the turn previews this October across Australia. Sponsored by Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, (coughs) uh, look, I don't want to veer off too much from, uh, you know, obviously the issues du jour, but I have to remind ourselves that in 2027, the Rugby League World Cup is coming and in 2029, the Rugby League Women's World Cup is coming. Oh, is that Rugby Union? Rugby Union. Yeah, Rugby Union. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was using the word in the... Yeah. Now, uh, 2026, the <clears throat> Commonwealth Games are coming to Victoria. Yes. And leaving Shepparton now. Yep. In 2032, the Brisbane Olympics are coming. Now, both these... 2032 in Brisbane, the Olympics will be on, and both these events mm. were largely snared because no one else wanted them. Yes, that's right. Certainly, the uh, you know the uh, organising committee put on a dumb show of being wowed by the fact that in 2032 at the recent Olympics mm. they'd be getting the games. Yeah. Now we come to the world, the 2027 20, uh, Rugby World Cup. It appears that Australia was the sole bidder. Really? So nobody else wanted them. No one else wanted it. And I can't be sure that the uh, reason why the the World Bowling Championships are on at the end of the year is because no one else wanted them. What's now, going on with it, World? world this, I know. What, I know. I know. Beggar's belief. Now, <clears throat> it is suggested that these two events, the 27 World Cup and the 29 Women's World Rugby Cup, will be a game changer mm-hmm. after years of perma-crisis uh, had beset the Australian Rugby League scene. Right. Uh, the difficulty is, is that I think it's fair to say that when these were last held in 2003, a number of teams came for a bit of a holiday. Yeah. I don't think I'll be revealing anything, you know, mm. untoward here. Right. And so when Georgia plays, say, Namibia, mm. it's not a great standard game because these are the minnows of world rugby, but they're included to make up the numbers of 32 or how many teams come. Sure. I'm just wondering if we can make some suggestions now mm. about rugby in schools adopting these nations and learning a lot about these nations. So as when Namibia lands, there might be a... A, a delegation. A from, delegation. And, from the high schools. Yeah. Forming a guard of honour. You've got it. At the airport, yeah, yeah. making them feel absolutely at home. Yeah. Learning songs. Yes. Learning, you know, I, I hesitate to say, you know, traditional dress. I know that gets into a difficult area. Difficult area, yes. Maybe they wear the footy jumpers. They or do. The rugby yeah, jumpers. something like that, yeah. So as they, they, when the Namibians <clears> get <throat> off the plane, they think, wow, look at this, it's like we haven't left home. Yeah. And then at the games, they're often played at Wollongong Oval. I think I saw a Wollongong, uh, the uh, rugby league. Uh, yes. Wollongong Stadium, I suppose. Yeah, Wind Stadium. Wind Stadium, yeah. yes. Yeah. They often played there or up at mm-hmm. Nukes. Yeah. And there would be bust in yes. hundreds of thousands of kids supporting both teams. So let's say it was Georgia and Namibia. Yeah. So there was a real atmosphere, an mm-hmm. atmosphere that may, these players may never have encountered in their lives. That's exactly right. Because often they would play in front of, you know, sort of a different yes. number of people. Should we seed this early on, That's HG, my thinking. That's my thinking. By suggesting perhaps something like, like many of the kids could become pen pals with some of the players. What a great idea. I hadn't gone that far. 
that would be fantastic. Yeah. What I thought you were going to say was maybe some of the stars of Namibian rugby could come out here. Come out early? Tour, yes, indeed. And tour April. the schools? Tour the schools, yes, that's yeah. right, who yeah. would be adopting Namibia yes. as their team in the World Cup. Yes. And then maybe we could encourage people to, obviously there'd be opportunities for photos and coaching clinics, the Namibian way of rugby discussing that. Yes. And then to discuss the odds and maybe to get same-day multis going because it's, sure. you know, obviously Namibia v Georgia, a bit hard to tell who's going to win. It's hard to tell, isn't it? But yes. the odds would be interesting and I yeah. think kids would be fascinated by some of those ideas. They, they would. And the stories of Namibian rugby league. Yes, Sorry, and, rugby and Georgian union. rugby as well. Well, indeed, I don't, I'm not forgetting them. Yes. I'm just picking them as a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. have been Does to the same extend before. to do England and Scotland and that, that lot? Or? Well, I think that they can look after themselves. Well, I think they probably can too. But we don't want this to look a little bit patronising that we're just getting the kids to become pen pals and support them because they're a bit busted, eh? We don't want to give well, that I think impression. that would be wrong. I think yes. that would be wrong. And totally wrong. It's up to We're going to build it up the other way. Yeah. yeah. Got, what a privilege it is yeah. to have a little bit of Georgian rugby played here in Australia. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You've got it exactly. Yes. The waft exactly. Now, can I come back to the problem of Scottish? See, where, where it goes horribly wrong mm. is Scotland yes. often beat the old gold fruit and nut. And I don't want to encourage that. No. I'm not interested in encouraging no, no, that. No, no, no. I mean, it'd be un-Australian to encourage Scotland to come down here and beat the old gold fruit and sure. nut. It would be sure. wrong. Sure. Because that's what well, historically I, I, happens. I, I, I think that's an easy message to sell to the kids, to, to schools, <clears throat> that we are offering no encouragement to any teams that stand a chance of beating the Wallabies. <laughs> is that it? That is it. That is it. <clears throat> Either historically or now. You, now yes. I come to your And that point. can come from the principal. That message can come from the principal very, very quickly. Right. You know, right. I know there's been a lot of talk of the Rugby World Cup, but can I just say this would be at assembly. Can yeah. I just say I want to see no support for any team capable of beating the Wallabies. And if there is any... Expulsion. Hmm. Now, we get to the problem of where rugby lies at the moment in the society. It largely arrives with people who pay vast sums of money to, to go, go to, to a couple of high schools. Yeah, private yeah. schools. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is break rugby out of that paradigm. Yes. By encouraging, say, people at Balambi Public mm. or, you know, Woi Woi Public yes. to get involved with these teams. And I take your point entirely. We can't be seen as running them down because they have to go to Get, uh, their only support they're getting is from Woi Woi. It can't be like that. No. It's got to be across the nation. Yes. So we have schools based, you know, say in suburbs of Sydney and yes. parts of Australia <laughs> and all supporting these yes. various, you know, well, let's call them busted ass teams. Yes. Yeah, but I, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, okay. So, so if, if, you know, the word goes out that Namibia is flying in, Say 3 p.m. Friday afternoon. Well, you'll know that in advance. The organisers will know that. I know. So the the various schools, say Yas High School, mm -hmm. Tamora High School, mm -hmm. um, Orange, Woi Woi, Orange. Yeah. They, they all get in the buses <coughs> yep. and they come down. Yes. They might have learned a couple of pop tunes that Namibians would know. And Well, well just simple greetings. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, hello, great to see you, you know. What do you think of Australia? They're the only phrases you'd need to begin with. <laughs> and meet them at the airport. That's right. And then follow them into town. Maybe a cavalcade. Uh, uh, yeah, cavalcade. And they might be and based. And watch them go to their hotel. Yeah, they might be based in Canberra. 
But, well, okay, in which you case know, so you have a convoy. That, yeah, that's right, exactly, a convoy. <laughs> the Namibian convoy. And, you know, Nine News would cover it. And of course Nine the stuff. News would cover it. Sneezy me, it'd be rule all over this. Yeah. Oh, now, no, that's, that's a great solution. So great solution. Well, could I suggest we get the message out now immediately to get the... Uh, Organisers. The, the pen pal. Oh, the pen pal's got to happen now. Yeah. See... Can you get those terrific stamps from Namibia? Oh, right. Wow. I hadn't thought of that angle. Yeah. Would kids know what a stamp was? Well, they're going to find out. <laughs> now, uh, our skip at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, Hooper. Um, oh, yeah, Hoops. Mm, yeah. Hoops. <clears throat> What's he feel about Namibia? Well, this is an practice? interesting question. He yeah. says, uh, I know what I'd be doing to, you know, younger players. and I know what I'd be doing if, if I was a younger player in their situation. It's mm. France next year, 2023 World Cup. Mm. And then what does the next four years look like to 27? How can we be the best team we can possibly be and hopefully defend the World Cup at home? How good? So that he's already factoring in a win in France mm-hmm. and then they and defend then the Cup And they're defending the title. Yeah, in, here when in Australia. comes with the... With the imprimatur with the, with, of the yeah. Yass High School. That's it. In terms of a runaway for a young player or even a kid who is at school at the moment, you're looking at the Lions in 2025, a couple of Olympics in there as well, 2027 and 2029 World Cup, and then a home Olympics, which is rugby is all part of, you know, it's all part of that now. Mm. What a time to be part of rugby. Yes. He's talking it up. It's got a great future, hasn't it? And how must Cadbury's feel? Yes, they got the they're old back go- to winner at last. I know. <laughs> Haven't they? The old gold fruit and nuts. Yes. Somewhere. That'll be going up everywhere. It'll be all over the world. And imagine that'll be the first question asked yes. by the Namibians. Yeah. We know, understand your team is called the old gold fruit and nuts. Yeah, where can we buy chocolate? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, you're getting crates and crates and crates. That's We're right. not sending iron ore up to China anymore. No, no, We're no. sending, ca- you know, cartons of Cadbury's. of Cadbury's. To these Georgia and yes. Namibia and places like that. Yep. Yep. This is, of course, assuming that Namibia and Georgia make it there, but that's that's a true. Issue. Well, 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 let's say they are. But okay, so it might be possible to begin with to break the ice. You get the address of the captain of the Namibian team, uh, or you might have to write to the Namibian Rugby Union. Yes, and have it sent. But you could no reason why you couldn't send a chocolate with a letter on behalf of the school. What a great idea! Just to get things going. Bludging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Tony Archer Whistling School. (laughs) Blow like a pro. Yes. Welcome back to the Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, text messages. Well, Alan's been in touch. She said, why can't we billet all the Rugby World Cup players in the local public schools? Well, that's a wonderful idea. Now, well, a bit right. difficult though in terms of logistics. If say they come in term time, well, and they're going to Yass, it's Yass High that's supporting Namibia, so they're going to be you... billeted to the in the Yass community. I, I, I haven't got a problem with that, but it's just how quickly they could get to. You'd say if the match was in uh, Long Bru- Reach, Brisbane, Brisbane, yeah, yeah. Brisbane. Well, I think they have to drive to Canberra and fly up. They would. And Very possible. It'd only be a couple of hours to Canberra from Yass. Yeah. Now, now, and then, And they might be able to be driven by parents. Wow. And have have they got training facilities there? I mean, in Yass? Yes, high. Oh, yeah, of course it would. It'd have an oval. 
and and maybe a rugby union shaped oval. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. have goalposts and all of that. Yeah, so it all be set up. Yeah, and they'd have and changing uh, rooms, changing rooms, yeah. toilet facilities, sure. obviously. Oh, of course. And are you uh, suggesting, or is the correspondent suggesting that in the classroom mm. where normally one A is, <laughs> yeah. there's a number of bunks? <laughs> I suppose he is. You'd have to dedicate a couple of the classrooms. Maybe they could for take somewhere over the, for the players to 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 bunk at night. Um, yeah. So maybe one of the things that could happen was they might be able to take over the library. Yeah. And they'd be able to do meals in the tuck shop. Of course they could. And you know that that would yep. be able to fit in with the school routine. What worries and me is they might is, want to sit in on a couple of classes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> true. 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 You know they they might be. I, I don't know what what uh, is on the curriculum at the moment. Say with with Australian literature, but uh, well, would you have Kenneth Slessor's poetry? Kenneth Slessor's poetry, five bells, five bells. Or they they love hearing that. Yeah. Or how about something from uh, uh, you know Nadia Wheatley? Yes. Or you know Henry Lawson. I tell you, the loaded dog. They would love the loaded dog. And so funny. And then you could have maybe essays set. Yes. If they wanted to. Yes. And no well, they might to... want to stay and do the Napoleon HSC. Says, or, well, or the HSC, the Nap- wow. Anyway. Mm, sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. They would, uh, as I understand it from the hardworking producer again, yes. they'd probably have a sick bay in the school. Oh, and so if possibly. There any injuries, if there were any injuries, so, yes. So they might be set up with, you know, mm. sort of, First in best dress, so let's yeah. say the halves the quickest player, so that person runs off the bus and gets the bed. Sure, the others might have to, you know, queue up sw- swags. Yes, hot. What is it? Hot. Hot sand and cold ice. Yeah. Is that it? Ice and sand. Mm. That's all you need. Now, I, I would alert the local GPs that the mm. Namibian team would be with sports injuries. With sports injuries, Likely. yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when they come back from, you know, that. Game they play in Canberra, say, in, in oh, Canberra yeah. or, or Brisbane, fly yeah. back to Canberra, go back to Yass. You probably need a couple of doctors there to. Yeah, and maybe to, to do massaging and. <laughs> yes. You know, and then if they came up from Shepparton, mm-hmm. well, then they might have to fly depending on how the traffic, but they might be able to put on special planes as part of the World Cup. Oh, maybe, yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, <clears throat> a story that's. I, I just don't understand rugby league finances. No. You know, Normally we think of them a busted ass operation, a bit like Namibia. Yeah. But they're so cashed up mm. that they can afford to buy stadiums now. The possibility of the NRL owning a stake in Sydney major stadiums has been floated in a bid to finally resolve the impasse over the location of the grand final and the state sporting infrastructure needs. Now, right. if they own it, they can play on it, I take it, whereas at the moment they go cap in hand to various competing parties who might like the grand final their joint or state of origin at the other joint. Right. Now, league power breakers want funds... Redirected towards the upgrading of suburban venues, this is in the state government, in order to salvage a deal that would result in the grand final remaining in Sydney until 2042. But the knock-on from that particular issue... Yeah, but hang on. If the if it's going to be played in Sydney until 2042, it's going to be at Homebush or the Sydney Football Stadium, isn't it? No one's suggesting it's going to be at Leichhardt Oval with the museum. No. What they want to do is secure... <laughs> <clears throat> funding yeah. to buy into all the stadium, like, you know, you know, Four Points Park and, yeah. you know, uh, the Parramatta Stadium, Combank Stadium and stuff yes. like that, whatever they're called. Well, the, the rugby league want to buy those. They want to buy them or buy a part of them. 
Well, what's to stop them? I mean, don't why you don't just, they don't... buy Stadium Australia? I yeah. don't think it's for sale. Oh, you know, just off the top of your head. Well, don't I you don't... go to Rain and Horn or one of those, or well, sure. Richardson and Wrench or someone like that, and say, "Look, I'm interested in buying buy a stadium. stadium. What's, yeah, what do you what's got? available? Yeah, ring around. Well, you didn't see what's going. Yeah, I take it that's the point. Yeah. So what they're what they're talking about is that. Um, the power brokers, 2024, we got to that. The government has ruled out mm. putting a roof on Acor Stadium, a move that would waterproof the venue. Right. I find that hard to believe, by the way. Waterproofing Sydney Football Stadium is not as easy as it looks. No. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, waterproof the venue for concerts and increase the city's chances of winning and hosting the 2027 Rugby World Cup. Well, they've got that. Oh, I well, see. they've got to have a roof Final. for the World Cup. Yeah, and possibly the 2034 FIFA World Cup as well. I didn't realise we were getting that. People lost interest in the World Cup now. God Because the 2034 isn't that far away, relative. No, it's not. Now, But hang on. World Cups have been played in roofless stadia? I know. I don't understand this. Where's this roof business coming from? Is it because of climate change? They're anticipating it's going to be either too hot or or too wet? Yeah. Well, I assume so. Wait a minute. Now... The uh, nine newspapers can reveal that officials in government circles have discussed the prospect of allowing the NRL to take an equity stake in one or more venues, including Acor Stadium and the soon-to-be-completed Sydney Football Stadium to be opened by the billionaires, yay, ni kanye, uh, you know, obviously, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's hoped a move could convince Rugby League Central to back the roof proposal and end speculation the game showpiece could be on the move. So... Am I right in thinking the state government wants the rugby league to take a position mm. on the uh, one out there, the grand old girl, yeah. put a roof on it, yeah. so as then they'll be have a vested interest in always running the there's the rugby I league, so. the grand final there because they've <clears> got a cut of the action. I suppose so, but as you say, <clears throat> it's very hard to retrofit uh, a roof onto a stadium. It's impossible. Very difficult. Yeah. Now, I mean, just the size of the cranes you'd need. Well, and how much time it'd take. And to how do much it? time it would take. And yeah. Is there enough steel in the country? Well, well and pricing it. How would you price how it? How would you price it? Well, you know, you can price it. I mean, I then... could do a rough, you know, yeah, on the back, back of the, of the envelope. envelope. Yeah, but <laughs> and probably get it to a, to, you know, to the Within close 200 billion. billion. <laughs> now, the NRL doesn't currently own a single asset. Let's just put two billion into it and see what what what's you've got left, left over. over. Yeah. Now, the NRL doesn't currently own an asset, a shortcoming that could have left the game exposed during the pandemic <coughs> had costs not been significantly cut. Ah. But, you know, obviously the players took a haircut. Yep. It's a situation the government body want, wants to address in order to future-proof the game should another unforeseen challenge arise. What could possibly arise? Mm. Only, anyway. f- only drought or flood. <laughs> well, Isn't we're it? used to those. Yeah. They're normal now. Yes. Now... Rugby league players have got used well, to them. Well, you've just got to improve that. Look at the drainage at Lang Park. It's magnificent. <clears throat> Can I describe it as a magical quality? Hmm. Now, the AFL bought Marvel Stadium in 2016 on a deal reportedly worth $200 million. God, they got that at a bargain basement price. An investment that helped to secure $600 million line of credit from Australian banks to provide emergency funds during the lockdown. You get the idea? Yeah. We got an asset. Can we borrow $600 million if, yeah. if it all falls over? Of course you can. Money's yeah. cheap. Yeah. Because money was cheap then uh, during COVID. Cheap. It was the cheapest in the history of the world. Yes. Yeah. Now, if the NRL was to do likewise in Sydney, it would be for the percentage stake rather than outright ownership. They might get a third, but right. it'd still be a sizable asset. The trouble is, is a third sellable? 
Not really. No, that's my problem too. They haven't thought Why can't they buy it holus bolus? <laughs> they don't have the dough. Oh. Couldn't they borrow, borrow the money? They could. I think From they... the state government? And now you're rate? talking. Now you're talking. The state government. State government at maybe an attractive rate of, say, 0.15%. Oh, yeah, 0.15. That'd be a good, yeah. good get for 100 million years. Uh, yeah, sure. Now, if the government and the NRL can't come to an agreement, the grand final could leave Harbour City for just the second time in the history. Last year, obviously, Penrith, South Sydney decided stage at Suncorp yeah. after the competition, <clears throat> etc. Yeah. Now, I, am I completely convinced that owning a stadium is going to solve their problem? Well, Meaning that eventually yeah. the thing, this, if the tea leaves... Well, let's say they do own the stadium. Are they going to force the clubs at gunpoint? Well, they have before. Yeah, okay. They remember how they used to force all Rabbitoh supporters mm. on the on oh, the trains right, at Redfern train, and send yeah. them out there yeah. on cattle trucks. Mm. Um, look, is this a good idea? Is this a, something that rugby league should be doing? <clears throat> well, I'm all for the expansion of rugby league, as you well know, and I've <clears throat> often toyed with the idea of setting up a, what I'd call a rugby league bank, <laughs> where rugby league punters. Rugby league fans can deposit money. Can deposit money, very good interest rate. Mm-hmm. Be very professionally managed. Uh, if you can manage rugby league, you can manage money. <laughs> you can manage a bank. <laughs> okay, here's a few things to throw into that pie. Now, there's no reason then if you had a, a good enough bank, if rugby league had its own bank, it could then buy its own land, build its own stadium. Mm-hmm. Put in as many toilets as it want. Can I say the interest rate would be miles less than 0.15% too? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Mm. Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> because, no, you, you know, the, the rugby league bank might be able to, oh, I don't know, put a little pressure on the state government and perhaps the federal government to kick in a little bit. Yeah. Because it's for everyone's advantage yeah, to, have. to have the rugby league bank do well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. You know? So I would approach, I'd get some pretty heavy hitters on board uh, to, to begin the, get the ball rolling. You know, your, your, your Helen Coonan types, people, oh, yeah, who've, people who've worked, who've at, worked, at, worked at the federal level and worked in private enterprise very yeah. successfully. Yeah. This will be great. I can see the board now. It's going to be a great first meeting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and the advertising it just speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. Do it all. That's that's right. Now now the next thing I would like rugby league to have is firstly its bank, and then a rugby league army. Right. What is to enforce its the rugby league rules? You mean at the rugby league grounds, a dedicated force, a rugby league military. Is Spud Dutton in charge of this as part of the? Sure. If he if he leaves. Federal government. Oh, okay, if you leave, yeah, okay, fair enough. Private enterprise, you can yeah, come you can in and interview. Of course. Mm. You can spot Chinese boats out there. Yep. 250,000 miles off. Sure, 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 coast. sure. And I'm wondering if there's a relationship between this Chinese boat gathering intelligence and Magic Round. There would be. They're thinking uh, the price is right. Yep. Shanghai, Magic Round. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. That's it. Now. I'm just wondering, I thought you were going to head in a different direction there. Oh, yeah. It's own credit card. Oh, well, if you had got your bank. Yeah, those things, those flow, things flow. Naturally flow, yeah. yeah. I mean, you might, I might even be able to. You're not to, even yeah. bricks and mortar. 
No, 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 they, they, they might even uh, bring back checks, checkbooks. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you like to receive a, a rugby, rugby league, league check? check? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's worth thinking about. Yeah. 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 See, Volandi is very well, limited, isn't he? Well, just worried about money. Crime. It's a medium of exchange, HG. You know what's the difference? Now, can I ask just about just a bit of paper with numbers on it? That's right, a bit of paper <laughs> with numbers on it. Now, can I ask? Mm. Are you? Where do you stand on Magic Ground in Brisbane and Lang Park? Are you? Russian? Well, I think Brisbane's earned the right to keep its own Magic Ground, but that's not to say that another city couldn't have its own Magic Ground. I mean, why are we why are we yeah, limited no, to just one magic round yeah. per year? Yeah. Why couldn't we have say three, mm-hmm. three state of origins, mm-hmm. three magic rounds? Now you're talking. Talk about thinking outside the, you know, well, the tightness of magic round. Yeah. Because it's so great. Yes. It's easy. It could be. And you'd have one competing magic round competing with another round. Which was the best magic round this year? At the Dally M Awards and the magic round of the year goes yeah. to... Yeah, this is your Dally M. Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. Now, can I ask, would the magic round go somewhere completely different, like just off the top Shepparton. of the Oh, well, Shepparton. I was going to go Adelaide Oval. <laughs> yeah, why not? If they put in a bid. Yeah. they got the money. If they approach the Rugby League Bank, yeah. deposit enough. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> so then we get to this weird thing of I'm happy with that as an answer to the magic round. Yes. And um, just now moving on. Yep. This has got to do with a similar sort of thing, but the NRL chief, this is Andrew Abdu, has indicated an 18th team would likely come from New Zealand. So That's madness. Thanks. You've That's summed up where I wanted to go with that. Now, the trouble That's is next Why? year. Why? Why New Zealand? Yeah, wait a minute. Can I just set this in the context of we've got the uh, fiasco. Yeah. The Crushers fiasco revisiting us with the Dolphins. With the Dolphins How unprepared yeah. are they? That's one question. Well, they've got no players. They've no. got a coach. Eh? <laughs> hey? And they've and, got a clubhouse. And no bank Do account. Do they have a stadium? No. No. And no bank account. No bank account. So what he's suggesting here is that would be one team and so they'd have an odd number. Yeah. But then the 18th team could come from New Zealand with the code needing to source new talent evidenced by the Dolphins drawing players from shadow talent pool. Now... Surely somebody should have thought of this about this beforehand, that there's just not enough players to go around yeah. and not enough good players. Oh, no, that doesn't – you know, no one thinks about that in rugby league. There's no doubt New Zealand is an enormous market. Some of our best players in recent years have come from New Zealand and we're certainly committed to investing in the region and seeing more talent unlocked and emerge through pathway system. I never understand what this means. But anyway, New Zealand is a critical component of our competition in particular. Commission is focused on innovative measures to enhance the pathway system and it's something our clubs are focused on as well. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, mainly in the last two years, the Warriors, the only New Zealand team at the moment, has lived and played in Australia. Yes, never been home. Nobody recognised them. I mean, even their family members they don't know clue. They haven't seen kids that were born. You know, Sean Johnson, you know who? <laughs> Dad. Hello, Dad. Who are you? (laughs) Get off my property. (laughs) Now, the traditional argument against a second New Zealand team joining the NRL is that it would not bring significant revenue to the NRL ply. However, the recent broadcasting deal with Sky New Zealand saw TV rights increase by 70% over the $30 a year till 2027. The one great thing is that they could sell a lot of footy jumpers there. 
If they really? Well, yeah. you just made that How up. big is the population of New Zealand? Uh, well, four million Auckland. or so, four or five million. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, okay. But I, I'm not persuaded by, by that. I, I just think that. No, what, I'm not persuaded by, by that at all. I mean, it's now become bank? a geopolitical issue. Surely, <clears throat> we've got to reach out to the islands. Yeah, that's got to be where rugby league, the next rugby league team, comes from. And will they do that? Solomon but, Islands. Well, yeah, well, the Solomon Islands. Solomon Islands. Islands. Yeah. Can I say the Pacifica team's going to be pretty bloody good? Oh yeah. You know, it's going to be hard for an Australian I mean, Solomon team. Islands, if they get a team up, it'll be a bloody good team. Mm. Mm. But that's what's got to happen. So, uh, and, and can I point out to you that if the Kummels come in, mm. Solomon Islands and a Pacifica team, yeah. all of a sudden your top three could be teams outside Australia. That's along right. With Warriors and sure. whatever this other team in New Zealand's going yes. to be Yes, yeah. I, I mean, it'd be great because you, you would have, you know, Solomon Islands reaching out probably to China to get money to build their stadiums. Because they'd want to have a stadium there in case they get the opportunity to bid for either Magic Round <laughs> or, or, or the Big Dance. Or the Big Dance mm. or a State of Origin. Yeah, no, 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 I get you. And there's no reason why they shouldn't if the stadium is, you know, good enough. Yeah, toilet. Do we need a roof? Probably. Yeah, toilets, <laughs> handrails, etc. Yep. <clears throat> the Payne Haas Art Prize for the best portrait of a player or TikTok effort with rugby league theme is on again in 2022. $250,000 is up for grabs in the Haas, the richest rugby league art prize in the world. Have a crack at the Haas, Lodges. Yes, and of course, uh, I think I'm right in saying is the Archibald Prize was uh, announced yeah, this, this week. week, and yeah. I think the Haas is being judged in the coming <laughs> week. And they go down to the New South Wales Art Gallery and see the Haas alongside the yeah. uh, the Archibald and make up your own mind. Make up your own mind. Roy, yep. people have been on the text line on zero four six seven. Yeah, Darren says uh, the Rugby League Army could establish a machine gun nest at each ground to control game day behaviour. Well, I suppose that, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're seeing, though, that, that sort of... Well, I did imagine the rugby league militia, maybe army's wrong, militia would be used specifically to maintain order at rugby league games. <laughs> now, can Especially I Especially ask... junior games. Yeah, obviously under-19s in particular. Under-19s in particular. Uh, yeah. Now, are you seeing this as an arm of the Defence Force of Australia? No. Are you seeing this as a Completely private Completely separate, private. Private. Yep, yep. Sponsored yep. by the Rugby League Sponsored Bank. by the Rugby League, paid by the Rugby League, paid by the Rugby League Bank. Mm-hmm. On, with checks. With checks, with checks, sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, answerable to whoever is going to be the, the Abdo or the Volandis. Right, so you're the seeing them yep. as yep. ceding to them a lot of power over these grounds that they will soon own. Yes. I suppose fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's our property. We've been We're maintaining that. order. Yeah. And then maybe to lend out, yeah. you know, to say weddings and sure. receptions of product launches and all that sort of stuff during the week yeah. to give them job security over the longer term. Because let's face it, there's only 25 rounds of football yeah, 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 and yeah. so many matches and stuff. <clears throat> well, look, I'm sure you could arrive at some deal and I can't see any problems if, say... You are having a, a, a 21st or a party uh-huh. or something like that and you need a bit of security, just uh, get the Rugby, rugby League, league Militia. Yeah, Rugby League Militia. Who have you got doing your security? Oh, the Militia. Oh, oh yeah. Gee, I'll be coming. 
Um, now, why don't the NRL buy the buy the Perth Stadium? Land is much cheaper than you could have Magic Round, State of Origin, Grand Final over there, says John O. Well, that's true. That's, that's true. all true. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't mind NRL buying land. Anywhere. Anywhere. To be pretty, land to be uh, cheap in the Simpson Desert too. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, back in the day, ideally, you would have had uh, the Rugby League putting in a bid for uh, for the Darwin Port. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <coughs> That's right. That's right. Now, look, I. but are we seeing Rugby League now as becoming the central economic unit in Australia, you know, like competing, say, with BHP, if that's a big thing or, you know, don't know what a big thing is anymore. You know, gaming well, organisations <clears throat> or tech. I think it's becoming a a bit of a force, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, to be reckoned. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A proportionate amount of the economy is driven by rugby league. Yeah. And so the, this has got to have knock-on effects. And the other bit is driven by racing, hmm. which is obviously under the control in New South Wales. At That's least right. Peter Valandis, the right. head of rugby league. Yep, 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 yep. Now, and there's no reason why you couldn't employ the rugby league militia at uh, racing carnivals, should there be any threat of it getting out of, out of hand. And you could sell off some of the big races to various other people who wanted to buy them. So let's say, I mean, events like the Everest and Kosciuszko can't be contained at Ramwick for sure. too much longer. Yep. They're going to have to go to out to Scone and, sure. you know, Hawkesbury and places like that because yep. people there will want to see them and they be will. prepared to pay for them to be run there. That's right. That's right. I think a terrific business model too, HG, is the, uh, say, the Penrith Rugby Leagues Club that we've uh, spent a fair bit of time at. We have. You, you can buy property real estate. And oh, leaving the club. Yeah. Well, that's got to be a model, hasn't it, for the housing crisis? Rugby League Bank providing... Finance. Finance. For young For Rugby Australians. League fans yeah. who've fallen in love and want to start a family. Yeah. Who support the values support of Rugby League. support the values of Rugby League, yes. yes. <laughs> now, I'm just wondering if the land bought in Western Australia could have a housing component tacked onto it. Well, of course it could. Yeah, true. Mm. Of course it could. There's no reason why rugby league couldn't couldn't buy, you know, a hundred thousand square miles, square old miles speed. in Northern Territory. Yeah, no, put in no. rugby league houses. Would these be stronger built than other houses? Of course they would. Yeah. And would they have a toilet? <laughs> well, anyway. that sort of more or less brings us to the end of uh, yes. Magic Round coverage on Bludging <laughs> on the Blind Side. I know the rest of the grandstand team will keep you absolutely entertained and up to speed with what's happening in uh, Lang Park over the rest of the next 48 hours or so and uh, hundreds of matches will be called. And uh, obviously, have a look, keep your eye out for Eye of the Storm being filmed before the big one this evening. Anyway, uh, there'll be more bludging this next time week. next week. Someone suggesting, what about Thomas Keneally's Blow That Whistle ref for the Namibian team? Beautiful. Beautiful. You'd have to explain Tom Keneally, but that can be done. <laughs> In dumb show. <laughs> anyway, we'll be having more bludge next week. Join us then. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.